Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Caval, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? I just came to say goodbye. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Buenas amigos, and welcome to episode 30 of Not Another Sox Podcast. I am Jack Webster here with Matt Galvale and Matt LeBeau. As always, fellas, we are still back. Dude, we are still back, man. You know, people people like uh, John Heyman want to shit on the, on the Sox, but uh, we're not going away, dude. We're 500, like Matt LeBeau said. You end the month of May at 500, you're right there. And uh, right now, that's that's where they are. They're in a wild card spot, so we're in a good position. We're not dead. We're not dead. No, they're not dead at all. And you know, we took a little break from recording. We uh, we didn't record last week, so a lot to catch up on. But the Boston Red Sox are a very good ball club, as we knew that would happen. I'm really excited to to have them back at 500. I would like to formally apologize for being in Canada and then missing my train back from Boston to Rhode Island so I could not record on Sunday night. So uh, Is that what happened? Uh, Did you apolog- actually miss your train? I, I missed it. So I didn't miss it. So it was just the commuter rail. And I missed the 835, and I had to wait until 11 uh, and then oh, get back to uh, oh, Rhode Island oh. at uh, close to 1 o'clock in the morning. So that was fun after traveling That's across such. the country. Did you crush yeah, some uh, yeah, South so. Station McDonald's? Uh, I actually went to the Taco Bell about two blocks away, oh, and I yeah. uh, just wanted to make my night terrible. Uh, get some uh, Baja Blast, uh, get a nice like a nice Nothing. Crunch Wrap, and um, uh, just go from there. I didn't grab way too many, way too much sauce. You have to grab way more sauce than you think you would ever need in your life. Exactly, but, uh, exactly. It, it, as can, is tradition, you can save it for later. And. Yeah. Uh, Dude, there's nothing hits like when you're taking the train and you just gotta you gotta feed yourself something disgusting. Uh, that that's the only way you do it. Yeah, welcome to my life. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you guys are big train guys. I gotta be honest. I just I don't know the last time I was on a train. Yeah, I I do. Sometimes I just feel like I I do like driving. Um, sometimes cause I like the being in control of like when I can leave and like, that's me. I don't have that's to like me. wait, you know what I mean? But that's definitely I, me. But if I'm going to get like pretty blasted, then yeah, like obviously yeah. take, take the train. Why not? Yeah. I'll probably just drive home drunk. Just stay out of my way. <laughs> just yeah. Uh, just me and Joe Biden. We just love the train. <laughs> um, this is actually the first recording ever where we actually have a live game going on, though. A uh, little uh, West Coast action with the Angels right now. Sox up 1-0, so we'll try to stay up uh, for the game as late as possible, but these West Coast games are definitely a little bit killer once you're actually in your late 20s and have a full-time job, unfortunately. No, they're hard, dude. They're hard, man. I, I You know, I like on paper, it's it, it, the thought of it is cool, and, like, I think for a Friday and Saturday night, it's fine. You know, maybe even you go out and, and – or, like, if you're out and the game is on and it's, like, later than normal, like, that's that's always really cool. But 
dude, like if you're just if it's a weekday and game starts like any time past nine o'clock, dude, fucking put a bullet in my head because I'm not. I just can't. I just can't do it. I just physically can't do it. I, I just I just sleep. I love sleep. <laughs> so I used to work for Big Tony's in um, Providence, Rhode Island, uh, for the four a.m. shift. So those like West Coast uh, late night games were perfect because they started at ten and went to one in the morning, and then I only had another three hours after that. So I uh, didn't mind it, you know, when I was more in my youth. But now I'm an old grumpy man, and uh, I have to check the box score when I ra- uh, wake up in a panic at uh, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that that is true. The worst is like when you go to bed and like they're winning, and they fucking blow it, which always happens on the West yeah. Coast. They yeah. do blow a lot of leads. Um, knock on wood, but they are winning right now. It is one nothing. Mr. French is at the plate. Here we go. Jack, I feel like Glover, you're a, uh, the uh, silver slugger, the MVP, Frenchy Cordero. He's he is the real MVP. That's who yeah. Kevin Durant was talking about when he uh, when he said you're the real MVP. He's talking about Frenchy. French. <laughs> Mr. French. Great yeah, job guys. with the videos, by the way, Matt. Oh. Killing it with the TikTok. Yeah, yeah our, our newest uh, TikTok star, Matt Galveo. Yeah. Uh, I will be twerking at some point. Um, you know, if the Red Sox win the World Series, I'll do a, a video of um, me twerking yeah. for the viewers. I think I think everybody I, would love that. I feel like we got to lower the bar a little bit. I feel like even if we make the playoffs, you have to do that. Okay, yeah. World Series... We're we're going streaking or some shit like that. We're we're going absolutely fucking bonkers. Yeah, yeah, I, actually I, I feel that. like you know twerking yeah. is deserving of a wild card spot. Maybe even like upside down, like on a door or something like that. Dude, you know what? Really I used get to do into that. It. I used to do that in college when I had a couple mate, too many beers. I would I'd, I'd be a big twerker right on the wall or right on the door. You know, I <laughs> um, won't do it right now. <laughs> I, I, won't do it. I won't do it right now, but uh, I will record a video of me doing the the door twerk or wall twerk if they make the playoffs. Okay. The season ended today. They they you'd be twerking. I yeah. dude, I I hope I do. I hope I end up twerking. Dude, how how unbelievable is that though? I mean, literally a month ago, everyone was saying, well, not necessarily everyone, but a John lot Heyman. of media guys. Yeah, and, and specifically John Heyman. That fucking rat piece of shit was saying that the Red Sox need to sell. Everyone was saying, I mean, again, not everyone, but a lot of people were saying the Red Sox needed to sell. And now they're in a playoff spot. Like People were just excited for the possibility of a big team with a lot of free agents that are impending. And, you know, not only this year, but the year after that, being able to sell. So that way, you know, you can mix and match your own team. But it was never going to really be a reality Red Sox were never going to actually trade Bogarts or Evaldi, no matter really how bad they were. So, thankfully, we're in a spot where we don't need to. We're in a spot where we are going to probably add at this point. Um, but, yeah, no, that that was always just such a overreaction to begin the season. No, for sure. And for I sure. feel like it's just so typical with, like, obviously in Boston, but like the Boston media and you know, even the national media, anytime something like this happens to like a Boston based team, like the world is like coming to an end and it's like full on like apocalypse. And they're like, Oh my God, just get rid of everybody, trade everybody, fire LeBron James as the owner, dude, like all that. LeBron <laughs> James is going to Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. fire every, literally everybody. Um, 
But yeah, it's just like you guys said, it's always like an overreaction when like, you know, uh, any any type of like inconvenience or any slump or anything like that happens. It's like full on like fire sale every time in Boston. But that's, you know, that's just part of uh, part of the territory here, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of media. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of, you know, small outlets, large outlets that are going to have, like I said, something to say. And the national media definitely plays a huge role in that. And I think that at this point, they just like to see Boston teams do that. Honestly, I just think like I don't even think there's like a a logical explanation other than the fact it's just like emotion. Like you just want to see Boston teams do bad. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And I mean, Heyman for him, I mean, New York Post, you know, he obviously has a rooting interest against the Red Sox. So. I, that, that explains it for him, but it's just so blatant and so obvious. Yeah. No, you always fucking... hear the phrase like blank city versus the world, but it feels like that really did kind of or originate in Boston where, you know, we kept winning championship after championship, especially, you know, first decade of the 2000s here. So you hear it with like every city, you like, it's not actually Cleveland versus the world who gives a shit about Cleveland. Right. Uh, um, but um, it really like no matter who the Boston team is or who the players are, people are just gonna cheer against us because we're Boston. Yeah. It like doesn't matter that the you know Celtics are way underdogs at the end of the day to the Warriors. I don't know anything about basketball, but like this is a team that's been to the finals with Steph Curry how many times every other year it feels like versus like you know yeah. a team that hasn't been there in a decade yet somehow you know everybody's cheering against us just because you know we're Boston we've won a lot of championships comes with the territory but uh, it, it's just one of those things that like every city says it but it actually feels true with us it definitely does it, it and it is it is it is Boston versus everybody um the uh the Celtics last night I fell asleep luckily <laughs> I missed that the entire game <laughs> the entire game fell asleep was it not upset about it at all. I'm, I was upset about falling asleep and not being able to record, but I woke up and missed it. Oh, I missed Celtics game. Fuck it. Who cares? Whatever. Did you? Did you? Did you win your game, son? Did you guys win? <laughs> Are you winning? No, we, son? Actually, we 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 did lose our softball game actually in heartbreaking fashion. Jesus. Heartbreaking fashion. Yeah. Just like the Phillies. Or uh, the Angels, I should say. Yeah. We we got Otani up right now, right? Yeah, Otani's up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, like, also, shout out to the uh, Angels over the last uh, two weeks now losing 11 straight games in a row to really give us, you know, a good shot even when we had our ups and downs over the last two weeks. They really wanted us to actually get into that wild card spot right before oh, we yeah. faced them. Yeah. They were like, oh, we've, uh, okay, so we're going to lose, you know, 11 straight, and then we're going to lose another four against them, just make it 15, reach rock bottom, and then, um, you know, really dip out, make sure we waste more of Mike Trout and Shohei Otani's career. We haven't done enough of that already. Yeah. So could you uh, explain how the playoffs work for everyone that doesn't know how it works, which I am one of them? Um so there's obviously three wild card teams, but who plays who again? Um, so the best two teams in each league get a buy round essentially. That's what it is. So okay. right now that'd be the Yankees and the Astros. Uh, 
Yeah, whoever it is in the Astros, I think. So it would be Tampa Bay, the Blue Jays, and us, then Minnesota. And we would face Minnesota because they have the last. Um, yeah, we're the last divisional league team. record, and we have the worst wild card record. So, and then from there, it would just kind of go as it would be normally, but like essentially two wild card rounds. I forget how many the first round is, probably a best of five, and then so on and so on. It's going to be a little weird this year. It, it, it's more of a complicated playoff format than um, we've even seen during the COVID years, or even the new wild card era, or anything else. So, um, I, I, I like it because it gives us a, a stronger chance this year, it gives you know more teams chance to actually be competitive but it's going to take some time to get used to yeah definitely you get a higher chance of getting in i just at this point the red sox certainly aren't getting a buy that's that's over and done with they're yeah you're not worried about the division anymore yeah i think you just got to get a wild card spot which is totally fine i'll take the we're gonna beat the yankees in the playoffs anyways you're right it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely glorious let's be honest i mean (laughs) after all this fucking shit talking the yankee fans have been doing all year yep they're going to come in and they're going to beat him in the ALCS. Dude, you can, it's, you, it's like, it's on the path to that happening. The Red That's Sox are happen. wild card. Everyone's counting them out. It's going to happen. And then it's just going to be full on destruction. Yeah. We still have 16 games against them. We faced them opening day and yeah. then we haven't seen them since. We still have a lot of head to head matchups. You know, it's going to be obviously as tough of a climb as you're ever going to see reaching the top of the division and they're very good this year you know you know we shit on them a lot but you know they probably are one of the better teams in the american league right now but honestly i you know once october comes around i think we honestly have a team where we're gonna have uh you know guys like sale and paxton come back and you know a lot of guys come up from the minors so i think we actually you know have a strong chance as long as we make it you're not looking too far ahead right now but it's not like we are out of it like we were a month ago at this point right it's just so nice to be able to look at the standings and, and see that if the season were to end today you'd have a playoff spot and now you're 500 you have all of june july august and september to propel yourself way past 500 i mean it's a totally fine spot to be in it felt like the world was you know coming apart now it feels like that this team is I think playing better baseball, you could you could honestly argue that this is the best stretch they've had for either 22 or 21. Like 2021, I mean, they had a couple of good stretches, but this stretch, they're like, they're dominating teams, you know, 12 runs, 14 runs. And don't forget last year, that run differential, even at the end of the year, was still like nothing special. They had like an average run differential. Yeah. And now they're 500, but I think they have what, like a plus 35 run differential? I believe 500. Uh, plus yeah. 38 and counting one zero mm-hmm. right now. Plus, 30, plus 39 and you're 500. I mean, last year at 500, it was probably either even or well below. So, I mean, that. I, I know run differential isn't the most important thing, obviously, but that's um, you know something that stands out to me as much different than last year. Oh, exactly. Yeah, 
Um, and we've had, you know, kind of blowouts on each end, so it does kind of even out in terms of that and everything. So I feel like where we're actually at right now is actually more reflective of how we've done than just having two or three blowouts where we went 14-0 to zero because we've had games where we've lost 14-0 to zero at the same time. Exactly. And the, and the pitching's been really good, too. You know, I, I think we got to give a lot of credit to Nick Pavetta, um, you know, for – you know, how he's been pitching recently, because obviously to start the year, um, you know, things weren't go- really going well for him. And it was a little concerning. And, you know, we we kind of talked about it and other people have talked about it even, you know, throughout Red Sox Twitter about, you know, whether or not they you know should uh, think about moving him to the pen at one point in the beginning of the year. And, you know, now he's really turned it on. And I think his last, what, like four or five starts, he's had quality starts in them. And, um, he's been pitching really, really well, which is exactly what you want to see from Pavetta because you knew you had it in him. Um, you know, especially last season, you know, the way he the way he pitched and um it's nice to see him turn around a season for sure. <laughs> he's <laughs> gotta keep those lips uh, uh <laughs> nice and hydrated. Well, uh special treat for some of the YouTube watchers. Um, but no, it really feels like Nick Pavetta is kind of pitching more with a little bit more of that fuck you behind him where he's actually having yeah. success and you can start to see that energy and you can start to see that crazy Canadian in him. Uh, you know, he sees the maple leaves in the distance and, uh, he wants that syrup uh, and that circle ham or circle bacon ham or whatever they call it over there. So that's free um, healthcare. Uh, he's definitely all of our favorite Canadians. He's turned it around. And uh, he's made it, uh, you know, into a question of, um, you know, uh, or he's he's made it not even a question if he's going to stick around in the bull, bullpen or as a starter. He's a guy that shows that he can be a two, three starter uh, for us uh, moving forward on the club. Yeah, he's a, I mean, he's a Cy Young candidate right now. I mean, he's a candidate. Yeah, he, he's not going to win, yeah. but like. A few more really over good the last outings. over the last month he absolutely has yeah. been you know one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, no, a few more good outings and he's right there in a the conversation. So I mean, yeah. he's um, no, he's been absolutely awesome and he it's 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 like he's pitching with like a little more of an old school flair, like going deep into games, you know, fiery, intense, going right after guys, throwing strikes. Um, he's someone you can rely on. He's he's been a, a good stopper. I think. That's exactly what they need, and yeah, I mean, you just haven't you didn't you didn't have that with, for anyone at the beginning of the year, and hopefully, you know, Uvalde kind of figures it out because he was that guy, but he's having some issues with the home runs, so we'll see. I don't know. And if this is the worst we're going to see out of Uvalde, then. We'll still be okay, but we it feels like you can see even a little bit better out of him, um, especially over the last few starts. I mean, you look at it last year where he barely gave up even, you know, a few home runs at this point, and he's already given up 16. He didn't give up any his last start. It was a pretty good outing against Oakland. Um, but uh, you would like to see kind of more of that overwhelming type of stuff from him. And thankfully, you know, even beyond Pavetta, you know, Waka's done well. Another, you know, scoreless outing so far tonight, knock on wood. Uh, Woodlock's actually looked pretty good, too. Another uh, no-earned runs outing out of him. (laughs) I mean, even Rich Hill had a good outing last time, despite, you know, doing really badly against the Orioles. So, 
Um, you really feel, you know, good with just almost any guy going out there on any given day on the bump. So it's a um, little refreshing compared to uh, the last few years. Yeah. Where do you think Sale and Paxton fit in? Like, do you think they just you, you throw them out there and say, you guys are in the rotation? Yeah. Uh, I feel like Sale's one of those guys where you got to just put him out there just because of the money that you're spending on him, and you got to yeah. kind of just see – you got to just kind of get something out of him. But, I mean, it's it's obviously concerning with the injury uh, history that you have there. And I, I feel like Pac – I feel like this rotation now has made it, that decision more difficult for, for Cora because it's like, okay, well, where do these guys really fit in? I mean, Sale's going to get his spot back, you know, as long as he's pitching. Yeah, as I long agree. As he's pitching well. I mean, he's going to get his – he's going to get his spot in the rotation. I feel like it's uh, – it's going to be more interesting to see what they do with, uh, you know, Paxton um, yeah. and when he returns. Oh, and Paxton's still a little further uh, along the way. I mean, you never are hoping a guy might go down or anything, but it's good to have that insurance. But as of right now, you know, it is a real question. Who moves to the bullpen? Who gets – probably nobody's going to get sent down to AAA or Worcester or anything. But no. you, we – there – uh, you almost have to almost consider a six-man rotation, even stretch it out a little bit more. But um, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, you know, everybody does uh, kind of keep performing the way that they are right now. And they do. We're going to be in really good position, especially when those guys do come back. But um, um, it, it, I'm glad we don't have to make it right now because it would right. really kind of <laughs> uh, be almost an odd man out situation. But yeah, it's a I mean, good I... problem to have, though. No, Definitely it is, is, for sure. And I think that the natural fix would obviously be Whitlock back to the bullpen. And then, you know, Rich Hill maybe either bullpen or DFA. I don't know. But, I mean, I, and it's not like Rich Hill's pitched bad. I just think that when push comes to shove, I, I think I, regardless of, of performance, I think I'd take Paxton over Hill. I think I'd take my chances yeah. with Paxton over Hill. And you don't know what you're going to get from Paxton because, I mean, he hasn't pitched in a long time. But still, yeah. something just about watching Rich Hill just, I don't know. I just don't really like it that much. It's not one of my things that I'm into, you know. it's uh, I do like Rich Hill as a guy. I think it's, he's a great story. Um, he's, not, he's not a bad pitcher by any means. It's just, I don't know, just something kind of skews me out. He kind of reminds me like Erod a little bit. Not like their pitching styles. But just like I just never really enjoyed watching Erod pitch. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, he actually reminds me almost a little bit more of a Tim Wakefield in a way, where he's so finesse, he's so hit or miss on any given day. And, you know, I love Tim Wakefield. I, I Knuckleball is my favorite pitch in the major leagues. <laughs> but, you, it, you know, if you look at it numbers wise, you know, he was never really overwhelming other than, you know, a handful of years there. And, you know, he's not going to be a high strikeout guy, kind of like Rich Hill. He's going to walk a few guys. He's going to give up a few yeah. home runs. He's going to have, you know, a day where he gives gives you seven scoreless, and then he has a day where you're going to give up nine runs over two. Right. That's kind of what we've experienced with Rich Hill so far. Um, and, you know, he's 42. You know, uh, who knows what's left in the tank, whether it's with us or even with another team. But, um, he's not a guy that's going to go to the pen, I feel like. He's not a guy that's going to go down to Worcester. He's kind of, you know, rotation or bust in a way, which is right. unfortunate. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, then bust. Fuck it. I, I mean, you're going to have to make a decision like that at some point. Yeah, which is, exactly. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult either way. He, he's certainly not going to be pitching in, like, the playoffs. Like, he's not going to be a starter in the playoffs. I mean, you got Yvaldi, Pavetta. That's your one and two. And then the three spot is going to be, I mean, whoever you want it to be. Michael Waka, Garrett Whitlock. When it comes to the playoffs, we've seen it with Cora where, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a starter or reliever. Any guy can come out at any point, which right. happened in, you know, 2018. It happened in 2021. So I'm less worried once we get to the playoffs and we because it's going to give Cora so many tools to make some match. Rich will come right. out of the uh, bullpen, you know, if we're in the ALDS or we're facing the Yankees because, you know, that's the time to give it at all. But he's not going to be a full-time reliever, you know, from July to September. Like, right. But it, it, the bullpen's a different animal. Or the postseason's a different animal, I should say. Yeah. It is. And like we said, and like we've talked about before, too, um, you know, Core is a perfect guy for these situations when you have a lot of different uh, scenarios that can come about and, um, you know, different guys that you can plug in in different situations. So if if there's anybody I trust with making these, you know, tough decisions, it's definitely uh, Alex Cora. So um, it'll be interesting to see once we get further into the season, though, for sure. It's ever it's been since he has shaved his beard. We <laughs> called it and it's uh, an actual fact. We've had some ups and downs, but. So far, since he has shaved his beard, the Red Sox have indeed been back. Yeah, that's literally. That's, it. Yeah, that's the exact timeline. That's going to be yeah. in the DVD, dude. World Series DVD. That, that's yep. they're going to touch upon that, and they're going to say, "Remember yeah, like when one Cora hair shaved in every beard. DVD box?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is yours. Yeah, <laughs> an autographed copy of uh, Alex Cora's uh, yeah. beard hair. <laughs> He's kept it a little like. Ziploc baggy this entire time for like a charity auction or something, but he's gonna put it in the World Series DVD like an eyelash almost. There's some sick perverted uh, Sox fans out there that would love some of his beard hair. Oh yeah, they're listening. It's me. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Me, me. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's you and maybe Kyle Sullivan too. I think he's a he's uh, a, he's a he, pervert. He's the biggest yeah, person perfect. that listens yeah. to this uh, this show. <laughs> He'd want some of the beard hair for sure. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. He loves the beard hair. I just hope Cora doesn't lead off fucking Christian Royal ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh... I'm gonna cancel my Nesson 360 membership. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I guess we should dive yeah, into sh- that. There yeah, was a very yeah, yeah, mixed yeah. reaction on Twitter to the Nesson 360. There was a very mixed reaction. I think that they were trying to capitalize on a, on a market. I've been very critical of Nesson, and it is overpriced. But I think they're trying to capitalize on a market of people that like had Fubo only to watch the Red Sox and the Bruins. Yeah. But figured that. Nesting 360 is going to cost me a lot less. And that's exactly the boat that I was in. Right. Fubo cost me $75 a month. Granted, that everyone's like, well, yeah, but you get all these fucking channels. Dude, I don't give, I don't give a, 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 a cunt hair about yeah. fucking yeah. The AMC and fucking TNT and the Food Network. Blow me. 
I don't need it. I don't watch it. I don't watch TV. No one watches live TV anymore. This is no. fucking nineteen ninety eight. Give me a break. Um, so I only used it for Nesson, and now I got the Nesson three sixty, and for a year's membership, I got eight free Red Sox tickets. I mean, it, it's really hard to beat that. Honestly, I, that's a pretty good deal. I saved forty bucks, and I got eight Red Sox tickets. Dude, just the I, ticket value alone is worth it. Yeah, no, for real. Everyone's like, yeah, but now you can't watch Bar Rescue. Dude, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> shut you, it down. You can watch all the Charlie Moore outdoors he wants now, Sal. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Dude, I'd no, rather no, watch Charlie love, Moore. I do love my Bar yeah. Rescue, but I'll, I'll, I'll be all right. You'll live. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I kind of agree with LeBeau, too, where it's just like, you know, I, I guess it's different if, like, you do watch, like, TV which I don't think a lot of people do um, because then you'd have to pay for like an actual, like whether you have like Fubo or, or, you know, YouTube TV or whatever it is. And then you'd have to pay like additional for Nesson. But, right. um, but yeah, I mean, if you're only like, I, I honestly, I don't like, I, like you guys, I mean, I don't really watch a lot of like just regular TV. Like I don't, I don't watch live tv like that so i so yeah so i I watch like other sports so i I have youtube tv so i had youtube tv and i had fubo in total believe it or not i was still cheaper than cable um but i still have youtube tv for everything else i need to watch right now i just have nesson so all in all i mean that's that's really the perfect because nesson isn't on every streaming service right because it's not on youtube right no, it's not. You can't. You can't watch Nesson on YouTube TV. So you have to have Fubo, like if you wanted to watch Nesson, pretty right. much. Yeah. Yeah. Fubo or cable. Yeah. Fuck you. No, I. And the thing for me is, I don't see. Uh, you know, obviously, thirty bucks a month. That's a that's a good amount of money for if you're working and you know your late twenties or really doing whatever. I get that. It's not you know nothing. But if you're just watching the Red Sox in essence, it's still going to save you money, of course. And even if, you know, you do want to watch other channels, just do FUBU TV, do cable, do YouTube TV, do whatever. Like, I don't see why people were upset that there was just another option out yeah. there for people to use. Like, I yeah. split FUBU TV with another person. I watch, uh, I don't watch a lot of other live TV, but I do like having other games. I love watching MOB Network, uh, just yeah. having it on the background, especially for a lot of, you know, other stuff. So I, I personally do like having, you know, at least a few other channels, as long as, you know, I'm not paying too much more. But uh, I, I don't see why people were so upset or just angry at Nesson about that. It's actually, you know, pretty yeah. revolutionary. I hope a lot of other teams are able to do this and, you know, it helps uh, uh, deter, you know, blackout restrictions in uh, MLB if more yeah. people are just doing direct to stream. They don't have to worry about Absolutely. getting MLB TV. They they can just actually watch their team a la carte, essentially. Yeah, it's not, it's not like it, 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 the streaming service came out and said, if you want to watch the Red Sox, you have to buy this streaming service. Like right. it, it, you can't watch them anywhere else. Even if you have cable, like just if you don't like it, just don't just don't get it. Just don't buy it. Like I understand the criticism. I think it's fun to poke fun at Nesson. Like I do that right. all the time because they are like you know an organization that it's tone deaf. Like yeah. they're obviously obsessed with their their bottom line. You know, like PR or whatever. Um, but 
I think that for, like I said, people that have Fubo for $75 a month, I think it's a really good value. And the eight free Red Sox tickets was a no brainer. I mean, I think that's the there. thing that people aren't realizing too, because that's like, if, if you just bought uh, eight Red Sox tickets for $360 or however much it was, then that's pretty much what you're paying outside of that. And then you get to uh, cut the cord with cable for the most part as well. Right. And like, I like you guys both just said too, like, I mean, we, we do like the shit on Nesson and I, I don't you know. I have my own gripes with Nesson too, which I think they're just, you know, the station's kind of shitty in, in itself, but um, I mean, good for them to try to, like you said, Jack, they almost pretty much revolutionized like the local, um, the local markets, you know, with, um, you know, teams being able to, you know, st- you being able to stream the Red Sox directly through Nesson, um, you know, with blackouts and all that kind of stuff too. So it's credit to them for, and I, I obviously they took shit for it for, from some people, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a new thing that they tried and, um, you know, good for them. Hey, they're, they're trying to do something different and, you know, it, it's really not like Nesson to, to do this. So, um, it's definitely, I feel like a step in the right direction. And, um, yeah, I feel like for the most part, I think people are going to, uh, are going to enjoy it. So good for them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It was just a yeah, challenge. Like Rob is a new show too. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh yeah. 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 Beyond Fenway. Right. And I, you know, I think we're all, you know, former fans of Section 10 and, you know, Caraba. So I think it's good that he's finally able to, you know, do things without the Barstool label and other companies worrying about, uh, you know, what people would say about that. So I think it's good, you know, for Red Sox Nation that they're actually able to do something with, you know, probably one of the most um, notable fans or personalities with the Red Sox. Yeah, I just I, I'm really happy for him. I love Caravas. I think it's fantastic. I won't watch a second of that show. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to watch a second of that no, show. Either. I would rather, yeah, I'd, I'd rather die. No, I, I'm so good. I, I, I'm not being petty at all. Like, I'm not like, like being like, oh, that should be me. Like, not even yeah. close. Not yeah. even close. Nowhere near as talented. Um, really, really happy for Kravis. He's a great guy. Great fit. Won't watch it. Not even a split second. So, um, couldn't, yeah, couldn't pay me to watch it. <laughs> Would you rather that watch that or Socks Appeal? <laughs> I'd rather watch Nesson Clubhouse. <laughs> Dining playbook. Watching watching Wally eat cats. <laughs> Nesson uh, Nesson Clubhouse Dining Playbook with the finest cats that Wally eats around Fenway Park. It's you know a crossover. What? They really, yeah. they really should get Wally on Dining Playbook and go around and and, uh, and try different cats. That's I really think they're really missing out. There's, there's definitely a meme edit in there somewhere for us to do with Dining Playbook and cats. Yeah, no, that uh, I'm actually, you know what? I'm gonna do this real time here. I'm gonna Google Dining Playbook Wally Red Sox. And see what comes up. <laughs> I'm sure that it's that that's gonna be an interesting search, um, because the the Wally thing did did catch on. So I I you know what I I always wonder if anybody, you know who uh, who saw the Wally thing, maybe they wrote something on it or something. Some kind of blog must have wrote like, oh my god, 
these people say these guys are saying that Wally eats cats or whatever. Oh, yeah. Some like oh, basement blog. Yep. Picks up steam fast, dude. Yeah. You know, he eats cats. I mean, it's a well, it's well documented. It was on Wikipedia, so it's got to be true. It was on there for a long time. I think we might need to put it back up again. Uh, just under a different IP address. Yeah, I was gonna say that way the liberal fake news can't take it down. <laughs> Is that how it works though? It, it tracks your IP address, like it won't let you do it again. I don't know. It's the internet. It's Bill Gates. It's Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how it works. I just use it. El- Twitter and Elon Musk would never take down Wally eating cats. No, <laughs> freedom of speech. I mean, everybody knows it. We're just the only podcast brave enough to tell you that Wally does indeed eat yep. every feral cat that's around Fenway. It's true. <laughs> yeah. We've 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 seen it firsthand. Actually, stumbling out. I, I think I might bullpen. need to bring my stuffed cat to Fenway when we uh, go there on Sunday, uh, June nineteenth. Yeah, uh, we will. We will be in the building yep. against the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, so uh, we we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to Wally eating all those feral cats. Yeah, we're looking at crushing a few beers and um, uh, reliving the 2013 and 2004 and 1947 and 1967 World Series. <laughs> um, which which game we're going to this, the Friday or the Sunday? What, what, no, what, the what Sunday. Sunday. Are you sure? Uh, that's what I bought the tickets for, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can double check. <laughs> what did we, I thought we said the Friday. Why did we change it? I said, uh, we'll figure this out. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I have no problem with it. We're in the nice little Sunday afternoon game, rip it up a little bit, crush a few beers, nice one thirty start. Yeah, it'll be fun. That'll be fun. We 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 need to do a Worcester outing too at some point. Uh, yeah, I've never been to Worcester. You've you've been before, right? I have indeed. Uh, my dog has been too. Uh, uh, so Back how does it feel knowing a dog has been to uh, more ballparks than you? <laughs> I mean, Petey's you know he's a legend, so I wouldn't expect anything less. He was playing second base, and uh, <laughs> yeah, probably uh, a lot of Air Bud. Yeah, people forget about you know the Air Bud cinematic universe, including right. my we dog. Created, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a we lose that Oh, no, no, I'm here. No, he's still here. Oh, okay, I'm here. Yep. I was just there. We go. I was just checking my schedule again. Yeah. But uh, that that episode. I'm was... glad we're figuring this out now. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. This is this is raw. This is raw content. Don't get it yeah. twisted. What the people want. Don't get it twisted. Nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. <laughs> this does get the people going right here. They love this kind of stuff. Raw content. <laughs> Nothing like checking the day planner while recording a podcast. Hey, we need to be on the same schedule here. Yeah. I got a doctor's appointment in the morning. I got a, you know, lunch with a mom in the afternoon and a, a strip club in the evening. You know, so. <laughs> <Foxy> lady, uh, <laughs> I got to eat cinnamon. Yeah. 
It's only funny because it's true. <laughs> it's true. That is, that is the life of Matt LeBeau. Yeah. We got Franchi up to bat here. Top six. Mr. French. Yeah. Still 1-0 Red Sox. Um, so if you're listening in the morning, just know it's going to continue to be good. We're not going to jinx anything here. No. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're list- they totally oh, won yeah. if you're listening. He yeah. looks like a guy that, uh, you know, might actually just end up taking over at first base at this point, though. Dude, he's he's played pretty well, honestly. Like, he's, um, you know, he's hitting the ball well. You know, he's, like you said, Jack, he's a guy that can, that can definitely, uh, you know, really, you know, uh, challenge Bobby Dahlbeck to that, uh, to that first base spot for sure. I mean, good for him, though, honestly. Good for him. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. Mr. OBP, Mr. French. <laughs> he seems like a very likable guy, too, in the locker room. I think, the, I think uh, they like him. I think they like him. Yeah. yeah. From everything that I've heard, he's a big clubhouse guy. And you kind of, it, you actually see at the time of his arrival, it's kind of the time when we started playing better, too. So <laughs> it, it never hurts uh, to have that almost correlation, even if it's not direct. Uh, to a guy that you know got called up, your team starts playing well. He has a ton right. of clutch hits. He just had that uh, huge three-run bomb off of Montas on uh, Sunday here. So um, he's earned his playing time, whether that's in right and left at first. And um, uh, you know, I think we're not going to see him down in Worcester at any other point this year. I think he's here to stay. I agree. Yeah. he's definitely here to stay. Yeah, no, he's earned his keep for sure. I mean, just this this last stretch that he's had has has been great. So, a guy like him, I think uh, he's good. So, I think we've got two things in the uh, in the uh, World Series DVD. We got Cora's beard hair, and then we got Franchi's uh, emergence in the lineup, dude. Those are the two. Those are Big, two key fat points. Fucking testicles. Yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be nuts. some other ones too. Maybe you know, a couple other guys join. You know, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Christian Vasquez, kind of weird ginger beard. Ooh, that's another thing we got to talk about. Matt LeBeau, you yeah, got to address man. this Vasquez. Yeah, it, yeah we'll, we'll let you have the floor right here. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Christian Vasquez is making me look like I have never watched a baseball game in my life. Um, but, yeah, I mean, probably about a few short weeks ago, I think I wanted um, him and his entire family removed from uh, the New England area. And... Um, he has since uh, turned into Ted Williams, like pretty much almost immediately after. So, I mean, I, I actually cannot believe it. He's like hitting the ball hard and he's hitting above 300. Um, yeah, he made me look like an absolute fool. So I, yeah. I totally deserve all the hate. Um, I really, I'm sorry to Christian, his family, um, the Red Sox organization, but yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I love it. I mean, it's great. But, yeah, I can't. I, I just I've never been more wrong about something in my entire life. I wanted him dead. I, I literally wanted him dead. <laughs> well, it, yeah. it, it takes a, a big man to admit when he's wrong. So, That's right. No, yeah. That's right. I, I yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was wrong. And I mean, it's it's a, what a stretch, though. I mean, just phenomenal stretch. He's a offensive juggernaut all out of nowhere. Yeah. All of a sudden. You got to think he listens to the podcast. I would, it, it's, it's like, well, it's like, it definitely 
hundred percent. It has, there is no other explanation. There's no to. way he doesn't listen. I mean, there's a like you know, there, Jack. There's a direct correlation to you know him, you know, playing well and and Matt LeBeau, you know, wanting him, uh, you know, out of the out of the region of New England. I mean, he, yeah. there's no other reason to to think that he doesn't listen to the podcast. He definitely does. So shout out to Christian. Obviously, you are listening. Um, you know, thanks for making Matt LeBeau look like a fool. You know, we just all appreciate we know, it. Yeah. At this point, we know Christian Vasquez listens for yeah. fuel. He's in the cage. Just <laughs> that, listen. We try to... The only RBI tonight so far. See, yep. there you go. It's bulletin board material. Yeah. Dude, Christian Vasquez is in the cage fucking listening to me say that he needs to move to fucking Luxembourg. <laughs> just taking hacks after hacks after hacks. I'm gonna show they this put your fuck. face on they put your face on all the baseballs, dude. Yeah. <laughs> hack after uh, hack after hack. At some point I would love it if you you were able to meet Christian Vasquez in person and and, and apologize to his face. Dude, you know what's crazy is I I always like him. I always liked him. Like he's not like yeah. a dislike. There's certainly not like a guy you dislike. Just right. Just didn't think he was any good at baseball, but he certainly is now. Actually, now he's another guy you have to worry about at the end of the year. That's going to be a free agent, like <laughs> I know. Uh, like half the other team. It feels like uh, so. I, that's a guy you know. I think he would resign for you know fifty dollars if it meant that he was in the starting job. Even at the end of the day, uh, he just likes being here. So I'm not worried about him leaving. But um, he really yeah. does extend the lineup now. When you have somebody who's currently batting two eighty six in your number eight spot, that's yeah. obviously gonna you know make it a lot easier for the guys at the top of the order like Kike Endeavors and JD to actually drive in more guys and not have to be table setters. They can actually be the people that start producing more RBIs. You've seen a lot with Trevor Story uh, batting, you know, six tonight where he has a lot of guys on base. So as long as you can keep extending that lineup, even, you know, Cordero batting seventh and JBJ hasn't been terrible batting ninth or whoever it is in right field uh, on any given day. So now it really feels like, you know, at the beginning part of that season, you had three, maybe four guys producing. Now you actually feel like you have a full lineup that uh, reduce and scores runs. And uh, it's uh, honestly been a complete 180 from where we were even a month ago at this point. Yeah. Yeah, no, you love to see it. I mean, uh, especially like we we you know we talked about it at the beginning of the season too. Is when those guys like you know Vasquez, JBJ, you know Bobby Dahlbeck, like when those guys were struggling, it was tough because you know you had guys like Kike too at the top of the lineup that was struggling as well. You know, you know the guys like you know Devers, Bogarts, you know JD. Those guys are gonna eat you know all the time, and you know it's those guys that you know the bottom of the lineup that you really wanted to start producing and, and playing well like at a consistent basis. Um, and now, you know, like you said, Jack, you got Vasquez hitting well, you know, you got Franchi playing well as well. Um, and then you got JBD, uh, JBJ chipping in as well. So when you have those guys at the bottom and obviously the guys at the top, like Bogarts and Devers and, and JD, you know, you know, they're always going to be there. And, uh, you know, now you have more of a consistent lineup from top to bottom, which, you know, can be scary because you know what these guys can do. You know, we've seen it last year. Um, these guys can produce offense at a crazy level. So um, if these guys can t- can 
continue to uh, you know keep producing the way they are. This offense is scary. Yeah, it really is free. Uh, free Jaron Duran though. I do. I do feel bad. You know, he's got to be freed. I, I. It kind of feels like how can you justify Bobby Dahlbeck still struggling in the yeah. lineup when you have a first baseman in Franchi Cordero and you can have you know Jaron Duran play three fourths of the time in the outfield between center field, uh, left field, and uh, right field. Uh, so I feel like, you know, it's kind of the time to see what he can do at the major league level. He actually looked pretty good in the two games that he was up here the other day. So uh, I feel like, you know, more time in the minor leagues, it's just going to become yeah. a Miguel Andujar situation at some point. Yeah, either either play him or trade him, you know, honestly. I mean, if you feel like you can't work him into the rotation, then – He's he's got to go. I, I mean, you got to capitalize on his value before he's he's not worth anything, you know. And I don't I don't want to see him be traded. I, I want to see him work out here. I think that he could be an impact player. I mean, he's he's breaking in AAA this year, yeah. and he's raked at every step of the way. Yeah. So I think he has got a, he's got a ton of potential, and he, he just got to you know he's got to get the opportunity. Yeah. Tim you, John, cover yours. Uh, Tim John, if you're listening. Uh, JBJ yeah. should be the fourth outfielder. Jaron Duran should be your everyday right fielder. Yep, sorry. Uh, at least for right now. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, then you have JBJ. Yeah, you might even be able to get a guy at the deadline that uh, can fill that role. But I think now is the time for Jaron Duran to, you know, take the reins at least for, you yeah. know, the next few weeks. I think he adds a lot to your order. Yeah, you saw the speed play. Uh, you saw him make a lot more hard contact, and he's obviously very good out there defensively as well. So um, it's not now or never, but now is kind of as good of a time as it's ever going to be. Oh, exactly. And like you said, Jack, we saw it, um, you know, recently with Duran. And, you know, if he keeps getting the – the thing with him is that you just – he has to get consistent major league reps. And if he does that – and he continues to play at this pace, I mean, there's no question that he should be, you know, in the lineup consistently. Um, but it's just a matter of getting those reps, and if he continues to do that, then, yeah, we can really – we really can have something with the uh, with Duran in the lineup. I, I still can't believe that Tim John won the bobblehead. Like, thinking <laughs> back on – It is amazing. And, like, it is amazing. Now, that I, now that I follow him and, like, now that we're, like, Twitter friends, and he like how seeing how big of a JBJ fan that he is, it's amazing that he won a JBJ bobblehead. Like amazing, makes no sense. I don't think we were following him before. You you can listen on to whatever episode that we posted. Like I was like, oh, and it's Tim John. Oh, there's JBJ in his bio. So yeah, <laughs> uh, you know it it was complete happenstance. But, yeah, it was uh, not really. Uh, it ended up. You know, being God's plan, as Drake might say. Yep. Drake did say that a couple <laughs> of times. In, a, yeah. in one song. Yep. God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know he's enjoying the bobblehead for sure. It's probably propped up on his desk at, at work. Yeah. Or it's either like on a shrine. <laughs> Uh, probably that. Like, do you remember, like, in Hey Arnold, where oh, Helga yeah. had the uh, yeah. Arnold, like, shrine yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, in her, like, closet or whatever? I feel like it's a very similar situation. 
uh, to that where, you know, there's like always lit candles. It's a very big fire safety hazard, uh, especially with all, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, a lot of like wool clothes that are around. It's in closet. Winters, like, but it, it's very necessary to complete the ambiance of what you're trying to create here. Yep. <laughs> uh, you never know what you're going to get. There's a Hey Arnold reference right in your face. <laughs> hey, football like... head. <laughs> I do like that reference. That's good. Yeah. Hey Arnold's a great show. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it, fantastic. Uh, but now you need like Paramount Plus to watch it, and nobody wants to buy Paramount Plus. No. I think we should just petition that Ness and 360 should just take on a, a Hey Arnold. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's There's a streaming service. Charlie Moore and Hey Arnold. <laughs> There's a streaming streaming service for everything nowadays. You yeah. need you need a different streaming service for everything you want to do. Yeah. I mean, like as soon as you you need a fucking streaming service to wash your own dick. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Balls plus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, download uh, NASP uh, Plus for some uh, spicy exclusives from us. Dude, I would 100% sell my fucking balls on the internet. <laughs> we are going to. I, I think you might need to pay somebody to do that. It's like it's like a reverse yeah. OnlyFans situation. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you a wiener if you. I'll give you a dollar if you look at my wiener. <laughs> Oh God, that is true. We're gonna we have we gotta we gotta start a uh, the only other social media we gotta get on is OnlyFans. <laughs> we need a we need a NASP OnlyFans. And then ask Jeeves. Yes. Jeeves, yes. How about ask fucking Jeeves. Michael Walker? Six scoreless tonight. Yeah, it was fantastic. He really he's is dealing. Yeah, seventy-seven pitches. He's probably gonna go back out there. Yeah, he'll probably yeah. go seven. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll probably, you know, erase those three hits that he gave up and pitch a no-hitter. <laughs> Too bad I won't find out. They're all <laughs> errors. They're all errors. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, exactly. Uh, it, it is past all of our bedtimes yeah. um, since, unfortunately, we all are slaves to capitalism. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> I, I have to take the dog to the park tomorrow morning. Say hi, Petey. He looked over. Um, yeah. Um, is there anything else that we want to touch upon? You know, uh, uh, coming up on next Sunday, but um, yeah, uh, should, ho- should hopefully you know uh, still be the same vibe. Yes, very good sweep against the A's. Love to see that. And uh, hopefully we kick things off on a on a good note here against the Angels tonight, and we keep going. End this road trip on a good note. Sox are back. They're back. They are. I might back. just stay fucking and watch the rest of the game. I'm not even that tired. Yeah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. no, that's fair. That's right. I'm in the corner Peace. watching See. you kiss her. <laughs> <laughs>